Hello and welcome to Aunt Mary from otrgold.com. This episode will begin after a brief message from our sponsors. Now our story continues. It was a little after four in the afternoon, the time of day when the Lane farmhouse was usually quiet and orderly. Lefty Larkin, Aunt Mary's old friend and helper, had finished his work early and had gone into town for a little while this afternoon. Now, expecting the usual serene atmosphere, Lefty is surprised as he comes into the living room. The dining room beyond is frankly quite a mess. The table is strewn with pieces of pattern and cloth. Little bits of material and thread are scattered over the floor. And Aunt Mary herself looks a little tired and disheveled as she sits working at the sewing machine she set up in one corner. Aunt Mary! Oh, hey! Hello, Lefty. What in heaven's name goes on here? I've had this material for three months. And at one o'clock this afternoon, I decided I was going to make this dress today. All in one day? Yes, I'm going to finish it tonight. Well, what about supper? There's plenty in the icebox. You and Randy can fix something, can't you? After that meal you've tucked away this noon, I shouldn't think you'd be too starved. Gosh, no. That was a swell dinner, Aunt Mary. Only... Only what? Well, sure, Randy and I can fix up something. Sandwiches or scrambled eggs or something. But... Uh... Uh, what about you? Uh, aren't you going to eat? Why, certainly. You and Randy can fix something for me, too. Oh. <laughs> that hadn't occurred to you, had it, Lefty? Well, sure. Oh, I mean, sure, Randy and I should be able to get supper for you once in a while. <laughs> Just so long as it's only once in a while, eh? <laughs> <laughs> Doggone it, Aunt Mary. You know something? I'm getting old. I'm getting to be a fuss budgety old bachelor. Now, Lefty. It's a fact. When a fellow begins to be upset because his usual routine has changed a little on him, well, that's alarming. Well, Lefty, if you feel you're getting too set in your ways, I know of two ways to correct the difficulty. One I can do for you. Keep changing things around here on the farm. Move the furniture every other day or so. Not get up to fix breakfast. Uh, you can or... stop right there. <laughs> <laughs> and the second cure is for you to get married. I'm afraid it's a little late for that. You know I don't agree with you. Yeah, I know, but... Uh, but believe me, Aunt Mary, she's better off. Is she? I got a letter from Dell this morning. Sends her a love. Oh, thanks. How is she? Uh, fine. Says the nightclub business in Chicago's been falling off a little lately. Is it serious? I don't know. But uh, anyway, the Golden Peacock won't feel the pinch. It's practically an institution. Uh, Adele also said some friends of hers might be dropping in to see us, Aunt Mary. Oh? Yeah, some show people. Sally and Don Howard. Hmm. That name sounds somewhat familiar. Yeah, they were pretty well known back in the old vaudeville days. Gosh, I guess they must be well in their 60s. Yeah, they retired now. Uh, Dell says they're starting out on a trip to see the country. They're coming through this way, and she told them to stop by and say hello. Well, that'll be fine. Did you ever meet them? Yeah, yeah I remember them vaguely from way back. That time I was working for Dell. Say, what's the sudden idea of this dressmaking flurry? Did Peggy put the pressure on you? No, I'm not making this for Peggy. Uh, one of the plumber girls? No, I'm making it for myself. Well, now that I approve of. That's an awful pretty color. I'll bet you'll look like a million in it. Well, thank you, Lefty. I want to wear this to the community church bazaar. Say, that's right. That's coming up in a couple of weeks, isn't it? Mm-hmm. You know, that's one affair I don't mind getting fixed up for. It's always been a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. Oh, Lefty, uh, when you were in town, did you go by the office? As temporary partner in the Lane Realty Company, what do you think? Sure, I stopped by. 
Uh, Peggy wasn't feeling so hot. What's the matter with her? I think maybe she's coming down with a cold. You know, Aunt Mary, ever since Randy started building this model house, Peggy's been whirling like a dervish. I know. She's worked hard. That's right, and she's been so excited. I don't think Bill's seeing to it that she's eating enough. Now, Lefty, don't start blaming Bill. He's a very hard-working young man himself, you know. Oh, sure, I know that, but just the same, I think he could have been a little more helpful during all this. You know how Peggy starts living on nervous energy when she gets wrought up over things. And I think she's certainly under strain now because she's so worried. Worried? About what? Well, Aunt Mary, quite a bit of time has gone by since the new model house was opened, and it hasn't sold. In fact, there hasn't been one serious nibble. I think Randy's getting kind of nervous. I keep telling him he shouldn't be. The money you let him have and the loan from the bank is protected. As for the money I put in, well, I'm not worried about it. But, of course, he feels it's all his responsibility. <laughs> I can tell you one thing, though. I'd rather lose everything I've invested in that house than see Randy forced to sell it to Ben Calvert. Ben isn't going to get it, Lefty. That's a beautiful house. And Randy's going to sell it in spite of what some people may say. And at the same moment, Ben Calvert, entering the big house on 11th Street, goes into the study where he finds his wife, Jessie, seated at his desk. Jessie? Ben, dear. I phoned the office half an hour ago, and Evie said you'd left in. Where have you been? Oh, I drove by to have a look at Lane's dream house. Just wanted to make sure the for sale sign was still up. And it is? And it is, of course. <laughs> you really think he's going to be forced to sell it at a lower price? He's going to be glad to get rid of it at any price. But well, then what will you do with it? Oh, I'll sell it. It's an excellent house. I know how to make the sales, and Lane doesn't. Also, he has no capital. I can afford to take my time. Ben, honestly. Would you like me to fix your drink? Yes, I... No, on second thought, I guess I'd better not, Jesse. All right. You don't mind if I continue working here at your desk, do you, Ben? I mind your continuing to work. Come over here and sit beside me, Jesse. Talk to me. Darling, I can't. What are you doing that's so all-fired important? For the community church bazaar. That infernal thing again. Every time I come home lately, you're fiddling around with lists or on the telephone. After all, darling, I'm chairman of the planning committee. And what do you have to do, for heaven's sake? Well, all the decorations have to be taken care of. There's to be a small orchestra, entertainment, there's the buffet supper... And I have to check with the various women who are taking over the booze, and then I... All right, all right, I get the idea. I've never known you to work so hard on something like this before. Something of a community nature. Really very worthwhile, then. Now that I've started this, I want everything to go particularly well that night. Well, at that, I guess it takes a lot of careful planning, which to be successful. You're right, then, it does. It takes a great deal of careful planning. Ben Calvert picked up a magazine from the coffee table and his wife returned to the list she was working on. It takes a lot of careful planning, Ben had said. Yes, Jesse and Brett Cameron have made very careful plans for that night. Those are the ones which Jesse keeps checking and rechecking in her mind. Even now, as she sits in Ben's study, she is thinking of the night of the bazaar, thinking of the things she is to say on that day, the day that is to end with Ben Calvert's death. No, Ben, it's true. And Randy Lane are madly in love. And after all, it does add up. Don't you remember when he was going over to the sanitarium all the time? Oh, I know you don't care about Kit anymore, but 
I thought you'd be interested in knowing. Of course, what I suspect, if the truth were known, is that Randy thinks Kit has a lot of money. What a shock he'll get. <laughs> I've got a good idea, Ben. Why don't you see him? Set him straight. You've been wanting to get some satisfaction. Now's your chance. See him tonight. Ask him to come by this evening. You want me to phone him for you? Lucy, I'm leaving now for the hotel. Mr. Lane will be here in about half an hour to see Mr. Calvert. You stay and let him in. Then come right over to the hotel. You will be needed to serve at the buffet table. I can't imagine what's keeping Ben. He had an appointment with Randy Lane, but he should have been here half an hour ago. I guess I'd better phone him. I can't imagine what's keeping him. Yes, Jessie Calvert could hear herself saying those words. And as she said them, she would know what was detaining her husband. She would know that Ben would be lying in this house dead, murdered by Brett Cameron. A murder for which Randy Lane was to take the blame. Yes, Jessie would know what would be keeping Ben. <laughs> 